This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hello there. Dank Ferrick. Welcome to another Star Wars podcast with your host, Sean, from Extra Techie. In this short-form podcast, we'll entertain you with a variety of Star Wars content that will keep you coming back for more. Buckle up, don't get cocky, and punch it as you listen to another Star Wars podcast. ASW welcomes you to another episode in 2021, and thanks for listening to another Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Sean, of Extra Techie, Extra Lego, and anything extra in your life, and we are happy to have you as we travel through the galaxy. We're recording on December 20th, 2021, and here's what's happening. Today on ASW, we're going solo kinda, while chatting in my head about Timothy Zahn's heir to the Empire. We're going to dive into the deep end, more like the shallow end, and discuss or lightly chat about the book, its summaries and plot lines, where I fit into Legends reading, and what others think about this book, and of course, my final opinion on the book. Will you agree with me? Probably not. Stay tuned and listen up for the final thoughts on Heir to the Empire. Let's get it. Now, Heir to the Empire, the proverbial start to the original sequels of the Star Wars original trilogy, is a series written by Timothy Zahn, the godfather of sci-fi? This story is set in Legends, otherwise known as the Expanded Universe. Threads of storylines touched only in books and given somewhat new life in the Disney era. Forgive me for some inaccuracies as I talk about this. Please note for any of you who are expanded universe experts, this is solely based off of Twitter conversations, Red 5 network members, and general information I've glanced or gleaned off of the internet. Now, my background in Legends is limited, and here is why. I was too young. This book came out in 1991. I was born in 1988, so this book was well beyond me, and I had no clue it existed up until the new Thrawn book series. Shame on my parents for not introducing this book to me. But we'll discuss more on that later. Furthermore, I did not start my true Star Wars book adventure until my teenage years, browsing the local bookstore for Star Wars stories. And you know what I found? Chaos. Pure anarchy. No order of operation. Sure, each book had a timeline, but it was basically figuring out the plot line to inception. Very difficult. So I gave up. I've read a few Expanded Universe stories, but I cannot say that I am well-versed in this topic. With that being said, I am sure my opinion on the book will ruffle 
some fanboy feathers. You grew up with this content, and I did not. So it's my perspective in 2021. Now, this book took me a while to read between kids, life, vacations, and general distaste for the length of the chapters. Man, oh man, 1991 must have been a boring year because these chapters are lengthy. I bought this version of the book from my local Target with the Legends tag, and I threw this picture up on socials and was immediately met with distaste and negativity for buying this version instead of buying a used original version. So I haven't even read the book yet, and I'm already hearing it from people on the socials. Now, I did my best to keep these summaries uh, on Twitter. I would uh, sort of read the book, gather my thoughts in a few short sentences, and post it out on ASWPOV, so I believe that's pinned. You can check that out. I dove in on August 14th and got finished December 3rd, and that's four months, and pretty bad for retaining information, which is why I summarize the chapters as I go instead of at the end. So what we're going to do first is we're going to go through each chapter summary, and I guess they're going to be fragmented thoughts, they're going to be thoughts in the moment. They're not going to be perfect thoughts. There might even be some inaccuracies there, but we're going to listen to it. So let's do that now. So back on August 14th, on another Star Wars point of view, ASW POV, I wrote, Tonight we dive into Heir to the Empire. Stay tuned for some recaps and reactions. After Chapter 1, the Thrawn I know in the current canon is exactly the same. Analytical, artistic, and agile. I can't imagine what people thought when this came out. Referencing the Endor battle and how Thrawn may have turned the tide is huge. Chapter 2. A sweet, sweet, sweet recap of our heroes. Loving it so far. Seems like Luke is piling all the pressure onto his shoulders. Leia having twins, shocked eyes, and Han advocating for the New Republic is strange. Rockstar emojis. Chapter 3, so this is the married Jade people refer to, hates on Skywalker, doesn't like talking about her past. That's very curious. Chapter 4, back to Thrawn, Emperor's storeroom on Mount Tantis, which was just mentioned in, I think, Clone Wars or Bad Batch? Uh, I forget. Meeting a possible Jedi clone and recruiting him. EU is wild stuff already cloaking tech and something else chapter five han gives reports now bothans are mentioned leia luke and han prepare for a trip it's a quick chapter chapter six the trio heads to a planet for diplomatic reasons it seems to be a trap chapter seven the trio escaped the attack from an unknown species possible connection to empire luke has been training leia maybe she builds a saber Luke seems afraid to teach a student. That's kind of in line with what's been going on in the sequel trilogies. Chapter 8, Thrawn's back with the other Jedi, scheming to capture Luke and Leia. Leia is denied a leave of absence to pursue Jedi training. This progression is good so far. Looks like I was enjoying it on August 25th. Uh, chapter 9, three arcs here. Thrawn launches a hit-and-fade attack, hoping the New Republic shows... 
Mara stands by, hoping Luke shows up. Leia is called to the attack system and halts her Jedi training. Luke heads for Dagobah. These chapters are longish. Longish. Three days later. Chapter 10, a surprise attack. Leia thinks about using lightsaber and a fake YT-1300 ship. The gang needs to tap into some communications relay to see what's true or not. Meanwhile, Han is going to Lando for slicers. These story beats just feel familiar. <laughs> Chapter 11, Luke returns to Dagobah to find some meaning. He has a dark vision of a lady wielding his lightsaber. He is disturbed by the vision. He finds a cylinder of some sort and decided that Lando should give him some guidance on it. They leave Dagobah. Chapter 12, our heroes reunite to meet up with Lando and basically a beat-for-beat beat remake of Empire Strikes Back. Yet the mining operation was cool to read about, but uh, uh, Imperial Star Destroy appears as the chapter ends. Chapter 13, an exciting chapter with Luke communing with an unknown Jedi. He loses a half hour of real time. Meanwhile, Thrawn steals what he needs and finds out Saboth, Chaboth, the Jedi, spoke with Luke. A plan emerges to capture Luke and the team. Well, all right then. Chapter 14, 3PO imitates Leia as a decoy. Chewie and her head to Kashyyyk. Luke seeks out the rogue Jedi. Han is grumpy. Similar beats to Empire Strikes Back. Chapter 15, the group does the old switcheroo. Han and Lando make some moves. Luke heads off. Leia and Chewie are away. We cut to Thrawn, who has already figured out their plan because he's smart. They embark to intercept Luke. Chapter 16, also September 19th. That's my birthday. Send me a gift. Donate to the Kofi. Luke gets into some trouble. Tractor beam by Thrawn, but he some, somehow evades it using some fancy flying skills. Thrawn, on the other hand, is not too happy. He gets rid of the person who made the mistake, but Luke is stranded because his hyperdrive is broken. Sheesh! Chapter 17, Luke does some cool stuff and is very handy in the swing, handy in the X-Wing, and Leia had a very cool experience with the Wookiees. This chapter was very cool. Chapter 17, very cool chapter. Go, go read it. Chapter 18, Luke is awoken by R2 ship in the area. He boards the ship only to find that someone on that ship hates him more than Palpatine. Mara Jade. A cool quote that I wrote down. The vast majority of Jedi lore has been so twisted by myth and ignorance that to get a clear picture is almost impossible. I actually really liked that. I wrote it down. Chapter 19. Luke wakes up from a drugged nap, speaks with Card, and learns a little. Some pandering. Chapter ends with him back into his cell. Chapter 20. Han and Lando chapter. Their history of the Falcon closely resembles Solo. There's some gambling and shady contacts. Let's figure out what they are doing. Chapter 21. Luke and Mara. Luke is moved to another area of Card's complex because Han and Lando are moments away from visiting Card. Mara is charged with relocating him. Once moved, Luke gets to work trying to escape to no avail. Chapter 22. Luke troubleshoots to get out of his cell, uses his hand as a power supply. It's pretty cool. Han takes a meeting with Card, but the Imperials show up, Thrawn specifically. It's creating some conflicts. Soon, Luke escapes, and Mara realizes this is, and now is in pursuit. Uh, chapter 23, October 20th. It's been a while, so I guess <laughs> Mara and Luke are hiding from Imperial troopers. She really wants Luke dead. Don't know why yet. Luke is staying calm and collected. Have to admit, these chapters feel draggy to me. Keep on plugging away. 
Chapter 24, long, long, long chapters kill me, takes me forever, but we have perspectives from Luke and Mara, Thrawn and Card, all scheming, Thrawn suspects Skywalker is there too, Mara still hates Jude, Card figures he has to work with Solo. Chapter 25, not a dreadfully long chapter, and this one had my attention as we focus in on Leia, on the world of Kashyyyk hiding away. Suddenly, the Nogiri attack, and she cuts one in half with her saber. Okay, Leia, get it. Another attacks but stops. Later on, we find that Vader employed them, and they recognize her as royalty. What? How interesting. Chapter 26, I didn't continue to thread. I don't know why I didn't do that, but I just didn't reply to myself. Mara Jade hates Luke because she was the Emperor's hand of the king? Uh, well, I mean, sure, I'll go with it. All right. But like, yeah, but like, yeah. Oh, but Luke using a crate dragon call like Kenobi is cool, but not really. Chapter 27, Thrawn's cloaking machine works. Wedge gets escort duty. Seems like all are converging to a final standoff. And on November 22nd, I wrote, honestly, I can't wait to be done with this book. Well, I'm not sure I didn't, why I didn't post these as tweets. I wrote them as, uh, like, notepad, whatever, Google Keep. Uh, chapter 28, Luke and Mara have no choice but to pull a ruse when they are surrounded by stormtroopers. Their relationship annoys me. Once captured, they find themselves in the city, and oh look, Han is captured too. There's a repeating phrase from Jabba's palace, which is, Boring chapter ends with Luke having a loose plan, but good luck. Chapter 29, cool battle scenes with Luke saving the day using some wit and no force powers. No wonder people were mad at The Last Jedi. Mm, I get it. An interesting scene with Lando gambling on Luke and getting smashed with the shrapnel, which is pretty gnarly. This was a very exciting chapter. No influence from Mara Jade so far, but... I really enjoy the chapter. Chapter 30, an epilogue of sorts. Card has to evacuate his planet knowing Thrawn will be after him. He asks Han for a ship to borrow. Luke feels the force again as they leave atmosphere because there is like a, a creature that lives on that planet that suppresses the force. Cool. I'll tell you right now, if that suppression of the force using an animal showed up in any of the movies or TVs, the fans would hate it. I'm just going to call it out right now. Instead of going to Coruscant, they head to a known shipping yard, Sluis Vaughn, to patch up the ships and to look for a ship for card. Meanwhile, Thrawn's plan with cloaking a freighter is a go. They are also headed to Sluis Van. We have an upcoming conflict. I always enjoy a connecting of storylines and threads, so this chapter hit good for me this time, which is nice. And for whatever reason, I just didn't write summaries for chapters 31 and 32, but I can tell you briefly, I guess what I remember is that there's a space battle, Wedge Antilles is there, uh, they save the day, so to speak, um, Thrawn is semi-defeated, but they get away, or something along the lines of using the mining equipment from Lando's facility, and they find a way to stop them. But it leaves us with a nice epilogue and Thrawn's not going away. Um, but that's like the general summary of the book. Honestly, I don't really care at this point. Um, it just took me so long to read. And uh, it was just like, it was just okay. So after I finished the book, I wanted to get some 
material from the tweeter. So I asked uh, the internet for some help here. And I put it out on ASWPOV. So I say, research time, heir to the empire. Give me your honest opinion on the book. Collecting information to be discussed on the next pod app. Your opinion is appreciated, helpful, and insightful. And a few people got back to me. The Red 5 Network replied with a GIF of Tony the Tiger. It's great. Was it great? Hmm. It was okay. I don't think it's Tiger great. I like Frosted Flakes is the best, but I don't think it's that good. The Backyard TARDIS. I listened to this last month on Audible. You know what? That might have been the difference there for me. Maybe I should listen to some of these Legends books on like an audio format. Maybe that will help me out. Anyway, to see if it held up as well as my memory. And I can confirm that it is the best Star Wars content since Return of the Jedi. I'm amazed by just how much I love this book. Thrawn is brilliant, as well as Mara Jade and Talon Card. Backyard Tardis, at Back Tardis. Give him a follow. Thank you for your opinion. Uh, Laconic Wolf, at Fake Jeremy 2. The quality of the old Star Wars EU novels varies a lot, but the Thrawn trilogy is the pinnacle. Zahn mastered the big three characters of Han, Luke and Leia created interesting new ones and gave us a rollicking adventure trilogy worthy of being seen on the big screen. That's a that's a hell of a uh, opinion there. So thank you so much for that. Uh, to follow up with the backyard TARDIS, that's the scuttlebutt at Scarif Podcast. What Nick said, totally agree. And then I responded with classic empire, skimming off the answers of others for their own gain. So not a lot of people responded, but uh, overall people, I would say uh, three for three on lots of positivity. So what do we do now? Well, we are going to absolutely talk about this book. And I have some opinions on it, of course. And it's my opinion. Remember that it's my opinion. Don't get offended at it. It is what it is. Turn the, turn the video off. Or just listen to it. Whatever. So here's my opinion. Honestly, this book did very little for me. The third act was good. I enjoyed the space battle. I thought Thrawn felt as calculating as he is in the new series and books. I felt that Luke, Han, and Leia used familiar tropes and lines from the movies. Han was probably the character that drove this story. Leia was really sidelined, and Luke was sort of sidelined with the Force, but it was interesting to see how he coped without using his Force powers. Of course, we have Mara Jade, and this will get the fans going, but I don't care for her story. Oh, you were just the Hand of the Empire? That's what we're going with. It's a shoehorn. It's a shoehorn detail. Okay, and it's not the first time something like this has happened in Star Wars stories, because as we can tell, with the incredible library of the EU, was anyone in the same room when they wrote the stories? Like, what is going on? Why are there such a diverse uh, set of writers in the Star Wars expanded universe? Like, did anybody talk to each other? I can make very similar arguments to details in this story as one would make to the Disney sequel movies. You know what I mean? Like you, you can say anything about either the EU content not making sense and the sequel trilogy content not making sense. 
even though this book comes nowhere near the time that the sequel trilogy takes place. So you got to consider that as well. So the timing of this story is cool, as it's not too many years post-fall of the Empire, currently in our Mandoverse. There was some cool political machinations in this story, but nothing really stands out. I was left unimpressed. I don't even know if I want to read the next one. It leaves the reader with Akbar being arrested? Who cares? I, I don't care about Admiral Akbar. He had a line. He commanded one ship in one movie. Why should I care? Maybe there is more story I'm missing about him. Maybe I'm jaded toward the sequel trilogy movies. Maybe I'm just rambling. I don't know. I'm doing a mind dump where I just type and type and I'll figure out the details later, in which I didn't figure out the details. I'm just reading what I wrote a couple weeks ago. Being as I've already been exposed to new stories, there's no way in hell I can see this without an unbiased opinion. I can totally get why those who invested time, money, and effort into the EU were pissed off when Disney axed it. I get it. I can 100% see the disconnect between the Legends material and the sequel trilogy. And all I can do is ingest the information and spit back out a response. Maybe... If I read this after seeing Return of the Jedi in theaters, my mind would be different. But as it stands, this book did very little for me. I'm not even sure I want to continue reading. What's the point? And I'd rather read High Republic content as that's what matters now instead of what matters then. That's it. If you want to further the discussion... Follow me on Twitter, ASWPOV, and open up a dialogue. I'm happy to banter, but don't bother throwing slander and icky words my way because you were offended at my perspective. It's at ASWPOV on Twitter. And follow my other accounts if you want to get weird, at Extra Techie, on all the socials. This pod, of course, is part of the Red 5 network, and it's a great network to be a part of. And please, someone convince me to read the second book. I have no motivation. Heir to the Empire. Another Star Wars podcast. Another Star Wars point of view. Whatever. It's just a guy with a microphone. We'll see you next time. <laughs>